Hello and welcome to Pig Ignorant Indie Gamers uh, number two with me, Graham Goring. Me, Mark Foster. Uh, and me, David Williamson. Again with the full David. It's nice. Uh, and we're going to do things really, really professionally this time. In that we're going to a blatant lie. Yeah. Well, we're going to describe some of the games we're talking about, so you know what they are. Um, and also, we've kind of uh, well, I've segmented some things up, and hopefully, we will. You know, it will just make a bit more sense. It will flow. Plus, we've got a web page now, which is you know, nice, but we need to register a domain. Well, at least you do, don't you? Because it's your your website. Yes. <laughs> Good. Okay. Uh, what does anyone want to start? We've got, we've got some reviews. Oh, uh, a bit of chat about Kickstarter, uh, some preview sort of things. Um, news, I think he's stretching it. Um, uh, Ludum Dare. Ludum Dare! It's Ludum Dare. Is it where eagles dare? No, it's not. It's where eagles it's a, dare. It's a Latin phrase that means something about something. I don't give a and, shit. Uh, it's Do you pronounced... know, the, the Latin people are dead now. Well, not the Latin people. <laughs> As in, <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> yeah. um, not Latinos. Latinos are very much uh, well and live. I'm just going to take that speed away from you. <laughs> no, okay. Um, but anyway, Ludum Dare. That's how I'm going to say it. I'm not going to. It's not right, though. It's uh, not what uh, it's called. Well, if it winds you up. I'd say LD48 or LD26. Because it sounds like something you give to monkeys to test for AIDS. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, uh, so uh, what should we kick off with? Um, Ludum Dare? Because that's. Sure, sure. Yeah, okay, right. I have played two games, pretty much. I've that, played. That were written by you and you. <laughs> one of them was really quite good, and the other one was David's. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, well, tell you what, before we come to your games, uh, what is, what's been your favourite one from the Ludum Dare? Um. There's been a few cool ones. Uh, there's one called RGB, which is pretty interesting. It's just like a ball rolling around, like a Metroid, like the Metroid ball thing. Yeah. And you can go around and just explore some crazy empty world, and it's pretty cool. Oh, it sounds a little bit like something Nifless would write, for my liking. I don't know who that is. Yeah, have you never played Knit? It's a big world for the fuck all. Right. That <laughs> no, sounds within a deep forest. Oh, is that is it K N Y T T? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that how it's pronounced? Knit. I well, I, imagine, I can't imagine it's For some reason, I thought it was night. Mm. I don't know why. But the double T makes me think it wouldn't be. If it was a single T, I can see it. Okay. But it's a double T. What else was there? I played like 52... I rated 52 games. And I can't remember. <laughs> That's okay. If only someone had made some notes. <coughs> like uh, like me and Mr. Williamson did. There was well, a cool one. There was a load of them on the RPS uh, article, which uh, my game was at the top of. <laughs> And uh, there was a cool one. That my was my, like, my uh, game wasn't on any lists. <laughs> I think it was. The list it wasn't a list you want to be on. <laughs> uh, yeah, there's one that was like antechamber, but I say that because it just had like sort of a white aesthetic, which was it was cool, but there wasn't much to it. It was just you, you start off and there's like some writing on the walls, and I thought, oh, this is weird. This is cool because you can only see them at certain angles, right. and then you get close and you realise you can read them if you're just close to them, which is a bit of a disappointment because I thought it was really secret. And then there was just four rooms, well, four corridors. And they all had the same thing, and it was just like, what do I do? I don't... And then I accidentally fell off the ledge, and you'd land in a forest. But that's the entire game. But it's, it's quite interesting, quite cool. So it was a, I think it was a Unity game or something like that, just made in uh, 48 hours, so you can't expect loads. Well, but you that say was... that, but you, you managed... You, well, it's better to mention your game, uh, Leave Me Alone, <laughs> yeah. uh, which is a name, a name stolen from a It wasn't stolen, it was Lugan a name that came out of... My brain just comes up with puns continuously, and Dave... 
put me on the spot and said, what's your game called? I'm tweeting it right now. What's it called? Uh, leave me alone. And then it was just, that was it. I and think then, it was just an instruction to me. Yeah, it was just saying, leave me alone now. And then you misheard it as leave. No, yeah, that works, yeah. No, that was, yeah, that would be basically the entire game. Like, the ending was just like, oh yeah, that sort of works with the uh, the name. Yeah, I'll do that. It's super profound and uh, deep, man, yeah. It's a big Fez ripoff, isn't it? It's not a Fez ripoff. It's no, nothing it's to not do really with Fez, good. that game. It's totally unlike Fez. <laughs> it can have That's more the, of a boner for Everyone Fez. just says, it's like Fez. But any any game anyone makes is like built on the shoulders of other people. So every game gets compared to other games. Say, oh, so your game is like this game and this game put together. You can't avoid it. Yeah, your game isn't like that game and that game put together. It's like that game with a lot stripped out, though. Meh. <laughs> <laughs> It's really good though. I enjoyed it. I did a it. bit of Wind Waker as well. Yeah, yeah, that's true. No, I it was it. just really fun to it's make. Good. It's basically to explain it. It's, it's effectively a platform. It's like a Metroidvania in that. Yeah, um, a minimalist Metroidvania. Yeah, exactly. It's nice. It's just in in a really sort of nice pastoral setting mm. and inside a bunch of trees. With and some stuff. awesome music going on. Some lovely background music and a sample of some birds tweeting that repeats every three seconds. There's three different samples. It goes every. Five-ish seconds, I think. <laughs> oh, well, I stand corrected. So you're totally wrong. Get <laughs> yeah. it right, get it right. No, but it's, it's really nice. It's good. Leave cool, me it out. That's one I would recommend looking at. One I wouldn't recommend looking at is <laughs> called... What was yours called again? Like <laughs> Come on, I'm remember. not rising to it. It was an called? experiment, wasn't it? was a list egg game. Eraser egg. Eraser, Eraser egg. egg. It's a nice title. And I suppose I can see why it's called that. Cause you <laughs> you effectively, didn't the title either, did you? You, it's like a sort of, it's sort of a platform game in that you can just rub out platforms to make it harder for yourself. Would that be a fair description of it? Yes, but you get a higher score the more you rub out. Oh, did you? I didn't know that. So, I, did, oh, I has actually so it mechanics. Makes, it makes it harder for you, but you get a higher score. Okay, I wasn't aware of that. Well, there you are. That's good. That's that. That that's, gives it a point to else you just go through the end. Yeah. And go, oh, I could rub out level. Why would I want to? It'd make it harder. Mm. I see. So there you are. So that's that's that is nice. Okay. <laughs> and what what was your favourite one that you played that wasn't yours? Uh, well, there was a couple that stood out to me. Uh, Hunter Hungry. Oh yeah, you mentioned that. What's that about? Uh, it's it's like an exploration platformer. Oh, that sounded um, already. But you have to um, collect um, rabbits for your family to eat. Right. Um, and you have to obviously go out and find them. But then there's a so a really nice uh, ninja rope mechanic in it as well, which helps you explore. Which uh, everything's better with ninja ropes. It's, it's good. Yeah, apart from apart from, I was playing the latest Worms recently, and they're oh, it's just so fucking annoying. But it's still better with ninja ropes. <laughs> I'm not sure. It was. I was enjoying it up until worms. the ninja rope. Ninja rope's the best thing in Worms. It, no, it's good, except when you have to repel across like just a, a horizontal gap. And you're trying to try to flip yourself up over the other side. Yeah. It's really fucking annoying. So, but okay, Hunter Hunted. Uh, anything else? Andrea's game. I can't remember what it's called. It was um, you like a ball in the middle of the screen, and you have oh, is that Revolver you, something? Yeah, something like that. Something. Yeah, I, I made a note of it and then forgot. That's pretty cool. Hang on. And ridiculously hard. It. I got a score of nine on that, and I found. I think my highest was about twenty. That's not. That's. 20? You must be some sort of superhuman. Mind well, you, you're the guy who does uh, Super Hexagon, aren't you? It, it did have a bit of a Super Hexagon vibe. See, I'm doing that exact same thing. I said, oh, it's a bit like Super Hexagon, comparing it to another game. No, it was, it was really cool. Revolving Guard. Is that what it was called? Revolving Guard. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I wouldn't have been able to remember that. No, nor was I. 
Have you played that? I did not see it's that. It's got you like a circle in the middle of the screen. You've got three coloured like guards on you. Well, it starts two. Oh no! Oh, I, yeah, played, I played it on. Uh, well, I played it on three. It was oh, okay. well, just the, I just went to the hardest mode straight basically. But um, you can play it on one, two, or three like guards, and like different coloured balls come at you, and you've got to match the colour with the ball to deflect it. So you, you go, oh, something coming at me. Then you've got to go, oh wait, which colour is it? And there's two levels of reaction. It's just needed. that you keep on second guessing yourself. So you twist yeah. one way, and you think. No, I will twist the other way, and by then it's hit you. Yeah. So the thing is, you just have to commit. As long as you commit to every move and don't second guess yourself, that's kind of the skill. So in that respect, just like super. Yeah, that's that's the yeah. Feel. Yeah. And occasionally you just get hit by a potato. Well. Oh yeah, because because Notch did one that people were comparing to super hexagon, but it was yeah. just a game, just typing and that with some hexagons in the background. Apparently, it was inspired by the ending to Fez as well. If you've seen that, oh no, you guys, oh you guys suck. You <laughs> The ending to Fez is just really cool, but it's that kind of like hexagony thing coming at you. I think you should spoil it now. Well, that's only a tiny fraction of it, but the, that part of it you can sort of see it's inspired by it. Okay, right, cool. No, well, yeah, I suppose things that it's just come out on PC can't really spoil it because there's a whole, whole new, you know, audience of people for for whom it's going to crash um, <laughs> that that hasn't played it yet. Um, anything else on the the Ludendorff? There was um, one I saw, Mind the Gap. All right. Is it about a, the tube service? I want it to be about the tube uh, service. The, es- the aesthetic is um, is like the tube service, yes. Okay. Um, and I suppose in, it has some elements of uh, train travel on it. So these uh, it gives you stations yeah. of certain shapes, and then people keep appearing at the stations, um, and they have a shape attached to them. And you have to connect up the station so that people can get um, to the right station with their shape. Right. And you only have so many lines you can create. Um, and you have to do it in a very efficient manner to try and get them all to them. But I, I found it quite relaxing, actually. That sounds, that sounds good. It sounds like one of those... I think there's like a puzzle on one of the Professor Layton games that was kind of like that, where I assume you just can't have the, the lines crossing as well. Uh, well, you can have them crossing. Uh, in the version I played, apparently there's a post-Ludendari uh, version. Or Ludendare, however you want to pronounce it. <laughs> um, do you know what? Fuck <laughs> it. It can be Dare. I'm, I'm um, letting them have it. But I don't know what improvements they made on that. So... We're just going to get the noise of you eating a sausage now through the fucking microphone. <laughs> Are they cooled down enough now? Yeah, so it's an optimal temperature. I'm calling a sausage break! (laughs) And we're back from our sausage break. Makes it sound like we'd be, that, that sounds rude. <laughs> well, uh, okay. <laughs> quick, quick sausage break. The sausage break was to eat some sausages, uh, which were, doesn't sound better yet. That were made by Riverside Food and not attached to the groins of anyone. Is that okay? Yeah. Okay. Okay. I'll find a nice little spectrum tune to put in there. Um, <laughs> okay. So that's Ludendare. Um, any, any, oh, unless, any, any others? There was one that I tweeted about. I can't again. Can't remember the name of it because it's got a terrible memory. But you're running down a not running. You're like a ship going down a tube, and there's just things to dodge and stuff, and it's going really fast. Oh, so and it's that like was really cool. a bit. Probably. Is it like into the screen? Yeah. 
Yeah, it's probably like Stone Rattles. It, it was yeah, there. that kind of thing's probably been done before a lot, but it was it was pretty cool for a two day thing. Yeah, like that one. I did nothing. I think I think I had something that weekend, like so, like a film I wanted to watch. So you know, yeah, couldn't couldn't really do anything. Fair enough. Yeah. Um, Kickstarter. So Kickstarter, as as usual, has been full of people begging and panhandling for money. Um, pretty standard. Yeah, and uh, I, I'm happy to say that Chasm that we talked about uh, last month, which is, because we didn't explain what it is, is a procedurally generated Metroidvania. Is it procedurally generated? Yeah. Because I'm sure one of the by, stretch goals... Yeah, no, it's by rooms. Yeah. Right. Yeah, in the same way that, you know, because Spelunky is, it's effectively, it's procedurally generated out of templates for each room. Mm-hmm. So... You know, it's basically 16 blocks, but their blocks are just one room. But wasn't size. one of the stretch goals said something like random generation or something? No. So it I think, was it, was it where you could put a seed in or something? I don't know. Should we check? Should we check the stretch goals? Sure. Okay. <laughs> I'll cut this if out. This is, yeah. uh, if this is really, like, necessary to know. No, it's not. Okay. No, fuck it. Um, but anyway, so so that's that's made it that's squeaked over the line and because it, it's gone on to the humble store, so they can keep making money and keep putting more stretch goals in there, which um, which is good, I suppose. Well, so it's like a, a an alpha pay for alpha sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's what I get the feeling. And um, no, it's really that's good. Fine. I, I played the I played they updated the demo. They updated the controls to be less abominable, and also I played it on pad, which uh, really helped. And, uh, and uh, yeah, was, of really course, good. those changes are entirely down to us on this podcast. <laughs> uh, yes, actually, it's me being uh, partly me being a loudmouth. I was just the first of many people being a loudmouth on the forum. I just went on and said, "This is a fucking state. What are you doing?" And uh, and other people were like, "Yeah." I second that, and so they they fixed it. And by then, that was really to fix the keyboard controls. After which I was like, actually, I'm just playing on the pad now, so didn't have to do that. <laughs> um, but it's really good, uh, you know. They've they've also improved the AI of some of the creatures, so they're less unfair. Like the bats were just too horrible and random before, but now they're, you know, you can pretty much read what they're doing, which is good. And um, yeah, it's great. I, I mean, I don't want to play any more of it now. If they put out another demo, I'm not going to touch it. I think until it's finished, because it's gonna. I think it's going to be like Terraria. Where, you know how Terraria's got loads and loads of cool new stuff in it now, but mm-hmm. I, yeah, no, I mean, since since it first came out, they just added shit loads in there. But I played it a lot when it first came out, and I think I, I saw everything, and I don't want to re-experience all that content just to see the stuff that's new on top of that, which is a real pity. Which is a real pity because you know all the new stuff on there is really really cool. So, um, so I think now I'm gonna, I'm just going to go dark on Chasm. And uh, and just when it comes out next year, I think it's March 2014 is what they're hoping for um, to play it. But it's really good, really really good. Do you, I think I think it's, it's worth giving uh, another chance to if you were a bit put off by the controls first time. They've they've streamlined it a bit. I mean, I'm not finding when I go into menus that I'm just throwing things away randomly now, <laughs> um, which was just pissing awful. Uh, yeah, so yeah, it's very good. Did you play it at all? No. Excellent. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's... is the Kickstarter over now then? Yeah, yeah, they just they squit. Yeah, they get, I think one hundred ninety-two thousand out of one hundred fifty was what they were going for. They got. I thought it was going to a hundred. Some reason. No, no, it was, yeah, they were going to one hundred fifty. One hundred fifty. Well, they did that. pretty well out of that. Then one hundred ninety-two. You say? That's yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, and like I say, it's going to continue going because they got the uh, sweet well done. stuff. Yeah, yeah. No, I think I, I'm, I'm glad it's gone for them because it's it's just it looks beautiful. Hmm. Sounds pretty good. Um, and. Uh, yeah, can't wait. It's gonna be 
They got another one. Another one they were kind of aligning themselves with that uh, was on Kickstarter was the game Anne A N N E with full stops in it that looked really really cool. Which is again uh, Metroidvania because everything is these days. Um, and um, but it also it's like a shoot 'em up, so it sort of zooms out and then you sort of um, you're a little robot and you you get in a spaceship and you can fly around and it's got little bits of physics sort of gameplay in there. That looks really really cool. That's it has a, a really beautiful aesthetic, lovely chip tunes and. Uh, yeah, definitely worth checking out. I don't know if the Kickstarter's still going. If it is, it's. I, th- I think it's made. I think it's made its money now. But if it hasn't, then you should definitely make sure it makes its money because it's really good. That's assuming I actually get this fucking edited in time. <laughs> um, and among the sleep, uh, we've gone on to Kickstarter, which is the uh, first person baby em up. Uh, yes. <laughs> it's it's where you are a, a scared baby. In it, you're basically you're a baby, right? You know, okay. A toddler, actually. Because if you're person. a baby, it would just be you sucking a tit. So, <laughs> it's, you're a toddler in it, and scary things are happening. And, uh, and so it's, you know, about you trying to keep away from these scary things. It looks, <coughs> looks genuinely scary. Um, are actual scary things happening, or is it just well, I mean, mundane things that you, you can they die. make to look so scary? I assume. You can die. Yeah, no, no, looking at the, um, looking at the footage that they released, it's like proper scary things. No, no, no. It's not just, you know, your dad on the piss. You mean like your mum and dad coming back and fucking on the couch. It's, ah, monster! I think we're getting into some of your recorded <laughs> memories here. No, that has never happened. So, I'm just, I'm assuming that'll be one thing that would scar people for life. For me, I think the scariest thing I had as a child was watching the thing over the back of the sofa at a friend's house. Uh, just as the uh, chest exploding bit happened. So, and that's, that's like one of the best bits in the film. But not scary. Well, reasonably. Actually, do you know what? I was watching Ghost Watch at a friend's house. Um, that was fucking terrifying. You never heard, you've seen Ghost Watch, right? Yeah. It's good, isn't it? But when it was on, I was quite young and it was very scary. Oh, okay. Did you not find it scary? No. <sighs> this is, I don't understand you people sometimes. <laughs> um, all right, so anything else on Kickstarter that anyone's noticed at all recently? Not really, no. No? No. Did you, do you back Kickstarters at all? I've only done I've done one, and that was the uh, Joust one, the Sports Friends one. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. at the time, it looked like it wasn't going to get funded. I thought, ah, oh, I can chip in for this. My £20 or whatever it was will, will help them. Didn't it go like massively over in the end or something? I think it probably did, yeah. yeah. But that's fair enough. It's, it's, I haven't even downloaded any of the stuff they like, hand out, but... It's definitely worth it. Like Joust is so fun. It is. If I ever get any move controllers, then yeah. Well, they can get. I think um, they were selling more cheap in Blockbuster, apparently. Mm. So should have got a load because it was great fun that when we played it in that pub in that tiny tiny room. That was stupid. (laughs) It was great because I'm just a fat fuck, so I have a great center of gravity. So people will push me. Nothing. Push. Yeah, but you can do that stood up as well. Yeah, and it's better. We were stood up. All right, with the ability to move. Yeah, okay, fine. But it was it was equally very much a lot of fun with nine people in a tiny, tiny room. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay, cool. Are you, David, ever back to Kickstarter? Yeah, I've done quite a few. Uh, uh, what, what have you uh, got on? Well, I assume you've actually received nothing because it's fucking Kickstarter. Uh, not not uh, video games, but I have, I have received Kickstarters. For what things? What did you get? I'm just curious now. Because <laughs> I've backed the Veronica Mars movie because... I'm tempted to back the Zach Braff one. Just because uh, he's a yeah, cool but you don't guy. get the movie. That's the point. You don't actually get a copy of the film. What do you get for it then? You, you, you get. No, you, you get can like... have a digital screening. Is one of them. 
Right, but that's like that's like a hundred dollars something. That's you don't get like a, a copy of the film though, do you? Um, as in, you can go and see it as part of one of the things, but the, they won't have any screenings in the UK or anything. No, like they're, they're having one in Manchester, I think. But but then oh, really? it, would, well, I'll do then. it would just be pre-orders then. Well, that, that's the point. It's not that, the it's point not... of Kickstarter isn't just to pre-order stuff, right? But yeah, I don't know. It just that kind of rankles me because, like the Veronica Mars one, you can get it on you know Blu-ray or DVD or a digital download for for one of the pretty sort of low tiers. So that I, I do feel, and and it's a film that wouldn't get made otherwise. So I feel that's that's good value for money, whereas that that Zach Braff one that you don't even get a copy of the film. You don't do kickstarts for value for money. No, but yeah, I, no, I do expect to get something at the end of it, as opposed to oh look, we'll give you a copy of the script and you can you can see how the. I think you probably on. get loads of um, like behind the scenes stuff as it as they make the movie, like um, right, yeah, but you also like for the instance the, um, the double fine thing exactly. You get that plus you get a fucking game at the end of it. Have they delivered that game? No. <laughs> no, no. That's it. I think any. I don't know if any software that's ever been kickstarted has actually come out yet, because <laughs> everything is off in the never, never. <laughs> oh, was that kickstarted? Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, oh, yeah. right. Okay, but so, but the, I don't. I don't mind it as a means of pre-ordering, really, because if it means that that game's going to oh, yeah, get, I don't mind. But I, it doesn't have to be a pre-order, is what I'm saying. It just, it just does. It just seems really weird that effectively his Kickstarter said. Uh, Zach Brash Kickstarter was like, "Hi, I saw what Veronica Mars did. Ha- I'm going to do exactly the same thing, except we're not actually going to give you a copy of the film." I mean, because I've kickstarted stuff that I'm not actually interested in the final product. I just wanted the people to be able to to make it. Yeah, I've done that with one. Thing. I did that that get the fuck out uh, documentary about women playing games and sexism and stuff like that. Because there's a documentary about about how if, if you're a woman uh, playing online games. That you tends to get horrific abuse um, mm. leveled at you and uh, you know and sexism and I thought that was, I saw it on RPS and so I kickstarted it and um, so that you know that that sounds that that might be dead interesting. Well, there's one I saw on RPS recently. This the guy who made Spider Man Two the game, I think. What on the PS One? Isn't it PS Two? It might be, but I thought. But, um, no, the guy who made that is making like an energy hook swinging game. Oh, okay. And he's kickstarting that, but he set the Kickstarter at one dollar, so all these RPS comments were. Yeah, Penny Arcade did that as well. Yeah. So, oh yeah, they, they set did... the kicks to make sure that they get whatever money. Yeah. Which goes against the idea of Kickstarter. That is well fucking wrong, isn't it? I think that whole Penny Arcade thing is, is pretty sickening anyway. Where it's like, hey, we 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 can't afford to make podcasts with our multi-million pounds. Pay us some money, and we'll give you a podcast. We spend it all putting on this massive expo. Yeah, exactly. It just <laughs> yeah. it just seems it seems really kind of rum, and just and just kind of, hey, look, here's a resource we can exploit. To me, but you know, maybe I'm wrong. I, I would have been quite happy if they'd only got one dollar on that to go through. <laughs> that would have been yeah, that would have been nice. But they didn't because you know. Idiots like me have more money than sense. Yes. And I have not that much money. So <laughs> that tells you a lot. Um, okay, right. Well, so that's Kickstarter completely covered for a month a month. Um, how about uh, we review some games? Because we've been playing Monaco today, haven't we? Oh, yeah. 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 It was before we played Spelunky and we enjoyed Spelunky, didn't we? <laughs> <laughs> um, we always end up playing Spelunky. It's so good in multiplayer. <laughs> um, so yeah, so we got I, I downloaded um, um, uh, Monaco on the Xbox, and uh, we've all had a uh, play of that. And uh, it's it was enjoyable, but the aesthetic of it is just so. I found it really, really 
confusing just knowing which one of the characters I was. Um, and there's some weird annoyances like when you start the level, and if you start at the top left, a bloody screed of text goes over where you are, so you have to sit around for 10 seconds mm. before you can do anything because you can't fucking see the level. It's got just, it looks beautiful, but it, I think it, the, the aesthetics really detract from the gameplay, like in that Jeff Minter game that I'm always harping on about, um, Space Giraffe. Which means Bob Fearing will probably fucking love Monica. <laughs> Interapologist. Um, what about yourselves? Did you, I mean, did you enjoy it? It was all right. Yeah, <laughs> well, there you are. That says it all, right, doesn't it? Yeah, the the aesthetic was too confusing. Oh, sorry, am I not talking to the? Well, you know, the mic could be closer. I don't know. We'll probably find out that you're really, really quiet throughout this, like Dave was last month. But Dave, good microphone positioning this month. Well done. There you just, are. just there get you. get comfy. It's because you went for that sausage. I know. I'm just, um, it's because I'm slightly. I'm just getting nearer and nearer to that bowl again. It's going to eat them all. But yeah, I, I totally agree. What yeah. about the aesthetic getting in the way and stuff? Yes, because after playing it, I had eye strain. That's pretty bad. That's uh... it's too many bright colours. Everything is the sort of same size. And do you know? What? I never thought I'd say that. I love bright colours, but you're right. There are too many bright colours, and I like garish shit. I like games that are like My Little Pony's exploding, sort of that robot unicorn color. attack. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. But this, I just I. Yeah, I had, I had trouble telling what was going on. Mm. Just because the, the fact that it was actually moving around, the whole thing strobing and in and the, out. So your men don't have a good enough silhouette to distinguish them. No. That. So you have to go off the colour, and then some of the men... So if you're like, colourblind, you're fucked. Like the yeah. mole and the locksmith, I kept getting them mixed up. Yeah, yeah. I think we, we chose one where, effectively, we'd chosen magenta, light magenta, and dark magenta as our, <laughs> our three characters. So we made it, yeah, quite confusing. Yeah. Yeah, so I thought, well, why of... are these other people not coming to the exit? Oh, it's me that's, <laughs> that's headbutting that fucking yes, wall you, like you an idiot. you did spend a lot of time in the fire. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> like an idiot. So, um... I think but, it's supposed to be chaotic, though, isn't it? And that kind of adds to the chaos. I do... The, the, the one well, thing I, that is fun I is like that... to strategize, though. yeah. Now, I, th- I think as in single player, it's probably a little bit easier to strategize, I found. I actually found it harder in single player. Really? Yeah, because you don't have as many tools at your disposal. Mm. So you have a very um, set way you can only go around each level if you're only one character. Yeah. And you can't combine the skills. And so in the end, it was it was so intricate that you, you're bound to alert someone. And I ended up just running through most of them in single player. Yeah. Well, that, that that when when stuff kicks off, it's quite. It's nice that it lets you get out of that situation, in that you can pretty much go and hide in a plant somewhere, and then go and revive the yeah. corpses of your friends, uh, which yeah. is nice. Which happens a lot. Yeah. That, but that that is kind of, again. It's nice that you can do that, but it is kind of sucky when you have to just spend thirty seconds waiting for everyone to stop being aggroed, and then you have to sneak out to that person and hope that you can revive them before someone sees you, which. Um, yeah, I've got sort of mixed feelings about it, really, because mm. it's it's a stealth <laughs> game that positively sort of doesn't encourage stealth, really, in in some ways. Uh, yeah, I, I wish it would be. I, I'd like a, a single player version of it where effectively I could choose a couple of characters and cycle between them, uh, their abilities. That, I mean, then that would give me the you know the best of all worlds. I could you know be the lookout for a while to see where people are patrolling and then run in, knock someone out as the um, the the cleaner. That, I think, that'll be a game mode that I'll be very interested in playing. Yeah, if you could cycle your one man. Not, yeah. Not if you had to control many people. No, no, absolutely yeah. not. Um, yeah, so... Definitely, yeah. But, um, but that's not what the game is, so tough shit. <laughs> 1,200 points. And I bought it on PC as well. So... 
Yeah. He's got his money from me. That means I'm allowed to say bad things. Was that my wallet? It was, yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. I'm still going to play it to completion. <laughs> Are you? Oh, probably, yeah. You see, they're, they're, I've got other games played. Like, you know, um, Metro Last Light is out next week. I'll, I'll, I'll just have to play in short bursts. So <laughs> the eye strain doesn't get me. Do you know, I, did, I didn't find eye strain on the PC version. I think just because I'm focused on that one point. I'm not trying to track all these fucking things. That said, when you start hacking stuff, trying to figure out where those bloody nodes are going and what they're turning off and I get getting caught by laser traps in it is very very easy I find mm. um yeah but it's um, I think it's just it's probably a little bit had too much development time in some ways possibly because it allowed him to do all these really sort of colorful things whereas I think a simpler aesthetic might Whereas if you don't develop it. for long enough you don't get color in games do you <laughs> No, you, well, you. I'm, 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 working on I'm not working on it long enough. Have yeah, I? exactly. Chrome, you've only just introduced yellow. I'll, I think. Yeah, I'll, I'll do. I'll do a Kickstarter and be like, have a stretch goal of like, if I get past this amount, I'll add color. Yeah, do that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I would just, I would like that just to hit all the people <laughs> just going. You well, there's green and yellow in it. I've seen green. Yeah, well, and yellow. You get oh, yeah, the green, the pipes. There were some green pipes. I should point out we're talking Whoa, about... Stop spoiling it. Yeah. <laughs> we're talking about Chroma. Which <laughs> cut is... that, cut that. No, no, I'm going to say it. They're talking about Chroma, which is a game that Mark here is making, yeah. which is a lovely explorey platformer with a very sort of mysterious aesthetic to it. And you can you can look at it on Source, um or on his uh, laptop if uh, he's... Not <laughs> if you're in this room right now. Yeah, if you're in this room right now, you could just open up his MacBook Air. Which I was surprised by how good, how light they were. I mean, they really—they right. deserve that name, um, and and have a play of it. I just don't, where did they put all the electronics? It's, it's just made of magic. Oh, okay, that that explained. That's why it costs and, a thousand pounds and child labour. But yeah, so, yeah, that's it. It's made of suicidal Japanese dream, just, Chinese just, dreams. Just go into Apple and ask them. They, they showed me the inside of one of them. Really? Yeah, yeah I, I was asking if they had a quad core one. And he said no. And to because explain, it, would, it would burn your house down. To explain it, he opened opened up and explained why a, a quad core wouldn't fit in it. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. I might, I might go in there, go in the genius bar and just start hitting things. Stop pulling <laughs> open laptops. Yeah. Say, I'm sorry, sir. I want to see why it isn't quad core. <laughs> Which will work until you do it with one of the shop assistants. It shouldn't be called a genius bar, that should it? Hmm? It shouldn't be called a genius bar. I, yeah, that is overstating things, isn't it? Because yeah. I, I doubt I'll, they I'll have, have a, an IQ of one sixty. Genius, please. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Exactly, it's not even a bar. It's disappointing on all levels. <laughs> They're not very helpful, and it isn't an actual. You don't serve alcohol. Mm. You can't haggle either. It's bad. They don't, do they, they haggle? Yeah, I was expecting that I could haggle a bit, but no. Haggle about what? The price? Well, what else would I haggle about? Oh, I don't know. I mean, what's or that? maybe throw in like a cable or something. But yeah, but that's where all their profit is because those cables, which are oh, shit, cost a fortune. Yeah, yeah. I bought yeah, I bought a ridiculous cable. It was just like I'd like to connect my MacBook to my monitor. How much is that? Forty pounds. Fuck off. It's mental. Uh, it, you know, it's it's kind of like you know, you get these idiots who spend a hundred pounds on an HDMI cable. Oh, zero carbon gold plate. Have you seen those yeah. uh, Amazon reviews for those? Ca- there's like a cable that costs like three thousand pounds or something, yeah. or something impossible to buy, like like even higher than like a hundred grand or something. Yeah. And then there's just loads of reviews saying this this cable made uh, my monitor go into fifteen thousand p resolution <laughs> and just stuff like that. And like this this cable cured me of my cancer and things like that. Just ridic- like all these ten star reviews for it. Yeah, it just went over. It's pretty funny. That's but that, that's exactly what the, the the Apple are doing, except that you you can't really get them anywhere else. I mean, you you can, but they're, they're, mm. all you see is reviews of people saying, "Oh, it kept on falling out the bottom of my 
my iPod and stuff. So it's mm. they've got the market set up, the shower of shits. Yeah, it's pretty dead bad here. Yeah. Yeah, so so this podcast which is not about Apple says Apple is bad. Apple bad, sausage is good. Yes. Sausage break <laughs> And welcome back from the sausage break. You're not gonna keep that bit. Well <laughs> <laughs> not Oh, I've gobbed on my bloody self. Um, so, uh, <laughs> well, no, obviously I'll, I'll put music in. It'd be great. It'd be one of the, probably be the people's favourite part. Or it's so not it's, us. No, we're not talking. Yeah, it's got to be the most professional podcast I've ever heard. <laughs> the um, only I, sausage breaking podcast. I say that professionalism is our middle name in the same way that Neil is my middle name, and I never use it. <laughs> um, so, next thing to review: um, Candy Box. Yay! Oh, a disgraceful time waster of a of a. I, I don't. I think game is um, overstating it. It's just kind of a. It's the basest game I think I've ever played. Yeah, it's just it's designed to kind of just hook into that little hind brain part of you that likes to see numbers go up. If you haven't played Candy Box, where have you been for a start? But it's effectively I haven't played it. You've got to be okay. What it is? It's like a browser-based thing where. You start it, and it's just got this, this ticker going up saying how many candies you got. And it says, oh, do you want to eat all your candies? And, oh, I'll eat my candies. And your candies reset to zero, and then your candies start counting up. Do you want to throw them on the floor? Or you can throw the can- throw ten candies on the floor. You can throw ten candies on the floor. And then, you know, you lose those ten candies, and your candies keep counting up. And then a shopkeeper appears, who's actually Tom Baker in ASCII form from Doctor Who. Um, it's true. That's where they got it from. Hmm. Um, and uh, he appears and he's like, "Oh, do you want to do you want to buy a lollipop with fifty uh, sixty candies?" Um, or, or if you keep saving, hey, do you want to do you want to buy a sword with? Um, you can buy a sword with a uh, hundred and fifty candies, wooden sword. And then when you buy a sword, oh, quest appears. You can have a quest. You can go on a quest, and then you go through this wood, um, and you could chop down the trees, and you get like nine candies maybe from chopping down the trees. Uh, and then you can get a better sword. And then when you or you can go on a quest. And then when you've completed that quest, you can do another quest. Uh, up a goblin mountain, <coughs> and you'll probably die the first time you do it. But the second time, um, you'll you might get like a, a little um, a map, a map to a swamp where you meet a frog who asks you questions. And it's just this weird thing where you just keep on getting shit, and it it totally feeds into itself. Like event, you get a key for the lollipop farm, where you can plant the lollipops that you've bought in the ground. And if you plant one lollipop, then a day later you'll get another lollipop. And I mean a day later. But you can plant more lollipops, and that will increase your lollipop um, sort of growing rate uh, right. to the point where yeah. once you've planted approximately 17,141 lollipops, I think it is, you get um, you can get 100 lollipops every second. And you spend those lollipops on other things. Um, and it's, it's, it, it escalates. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, it escalates. It's, uh, I mean, at the moment, I've got uh, just over 2 billion lollipops because um, uh, I've completed the game. You now. lightweight. Yeah, I know. There are some people with ridiculous amounts of lollipops and uh, and uh, and a lot of candies as well. Every second, rather than getting one candy, at the moment I get about six hundred candies. It's just it's this weird thing that just keeps on feeding back into itself, and just you just want to see what's next. It's it's and it's completely text based, um, ASCII. There's incredibly limited amounts of interaction in it. Only when you go on quests, you can uh, click various potions and scrolls, which you need to do to to get past certain quests and. Um, and it's just this, it's, it's a hateful time waster and I've really enjoyed it. <laughs> it's, um, I feel, yes, it's a shame. It's everything I hate about games, <laughs> but also I love it. <laughs> yeah. You've completed it as well, haven't yes, you? Yes, I have completed it, yes. Yeah. 
Um, and so, you and know. I hated every minute. Are you, do you know what I feel like? Have you seen that Star Trek Next Generation episode called The Game? Are we on Star Trek? <laughs> yeah, it's okay, but it's, it's, not T, it's not DS9 this time. There's an episode called The Game where they have these little glasses they put on and it effectively indoctrinates them. And I feel that we need to make Mark... See, yeah, 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 we need to make you play it. So you I'm not playing it. One of the, the no, candy got, box indoctrinates. I've got better things to do with my time, like sit here and play Spelunky and Monaco all day and eat sausages. Uh, the lovely sausages. I, I would much rather play Spelunky than yeah. candy box, yes. Well, How yeah, many no, hours have you put into Candy Box then? Well, you know, you know, it's not that you're concentrating. You just got it running in a browser window somewhere. You go back well, every so often. You say and, yeah, that, but I, I didn't put that much time into it. I, I found it really easy to breeze through. Yeah, but it, I mean, it takes in real it time. Took far too long. Yes, yeah, no, but what it, is, is. It, it would take you a good eight hours to get all the resources and stuff like that. I would say. No. Really. Because, you know, you only get a certain amount of stuff every second. Yeah, but if you just keep doing quests, you get loads. Yeah, but that means... Oh, wait, see, that's the point. I didn't really do that. I'd rather just come back and do an occasional quest. I'd rather not play the game. Yeah, yeah. it's kind of like, you know, it's like babysitting. Just let them on their own. <laughs> leave them on their own devices, and when they Just scream, give them a bottle of whiskey and leave yeah. them be. It's, uh, that's how I played it. I, did, I didn't want to really immerse myself in it. I just wanted to, you know, it's just one of these weird things. This sounds like, terrible. It's great. Yes, it, it does sound terrible. It, it sounds terrible. It is terrible. He's making the sequel, and it's going to be great. It, uh, well, it's basically a Skinner box in text form. Mm. A what? Skinner box. What's a Skinner box? Well, I'm not going to explain. <laughs> no, uh, well, no. I think I could learn something, and, and if someone learns something from this podcast, then that is a fucking first for me. <laughs> it's it's a psychological experiment where they. Um, just doing a repetitive task, they reward just doing a repetitive task, so that people continually like doing repetitive tasks. It was probably done with pigeons originally, or something. Right. In a box, I presume, by someone called Skin. Okay. I'm probably showing my complete ignorance there by saying that. Very hey, ignorant gamers, that's what... <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's what we're, we aren't here to do good things. I, I, I failed psychology, so... Well, at least you <laughs> took it. So, you know, there's that. Fair enough. Yeah, so Kenny Box is great, and everyone should play it, so that they have also wasted the same amount of time of their life that we have. Um, and the last thing we're going to review is Coffee Mafia yeah. by Jerry Mickle. Insert Jerry Mickle jingle here. Jerry Mickle is his name. Jerry Mickle is his name. Jerry Mickle is his name. Jerry Mickle jingle. That was the jingle. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I can't wait to see what that jingle sounds like. It's, it's going to be awesome. It better be amazing. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'm gonna I'm gonna knock it out of the park. Yeah, just be uh, tuned for Coffee Mafia. Yeah, so Coffee Mafia <laughs> is Hotline Miami done on the cheap, <laughs> isn't it? Really? I suppe.se <laughs> What do you mean you suppose? Well, it's a top-down murder simulator. So, top-down so. murder simulator where the enemies react almost instantaneously after they notice you, and and thing. It's really good. It's good fun, mm -hmm. but it's only got about four levels. But yeah, so it's, 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 it's still if you play it to completion, it'll take a f an hour or two probably. Yeah, doing all the different. But no levels. one does it because they just, they just don't realize. I think one of the one of the hindrances is if you type in a password too slowly, then you don't get through. That's some. And I'm terrible problem. at typing, yeah, so you got to, you got like a one second. The toughest window. bit is typing. Yeah, <laughs> password. It's, it's it's quite good. Oh, I enjoyed it. It's like you know, it's a it's effectively a twin stick shooter. But really, based on reactions, I, I would have preferred it though if if you could actually have a twin stick, so you had the full three hundred and sixty yeah mm. degree of aiming. 
Yeah, yeah, it's only eight wave only, yeah, So it's a bit. Ro- it's basically sort of Robotron-y. Sort yeah. Of Robotron meets Hotline Miami. There you are. That's it. It's those two games. But it's it's quite nice, and uh, it's uh, yeah, it's got nice music. It's um, cool how it changes nice though. Graphics. Like um, after you beat the first game mode with the, the quick times, you get a machete. Mm. So then it becomes instead of being like an action game, it's more puzzle because you've got to work out which ways to go to kill people specifically. Yeah. Because if they if they see you at range, then they're just going to shoot you, and you can't do anything about it. So you need to like aggro them and pull them out and stuff like that. Mm. It's pretty cool how it changes up. And the last game mode is magical. Yeah, and no I, one I, will ever see it. And I only saw it today, and it's very, very cool. And we won't spoil it, but it's uh, it's it's worth it because yeah. it is kind of like a it, it is it may as well be called Mia Culpa mode, I think. Yeah, that's right. A bit more Latin. Oh yeah, I do like Latin. Oh, what do you know? Call it a dead language and stuff before, or whatever it was you were saying that was slightly racist in it some wasn't, way. It was wasn't wasn't it almost racist. Was. Almost yes, but it wasn't. Okay, and that, that's the important thing. Um, right. <laughs> Other games that we have played this month. Anyone? Fez is out. Anyone played Fez? I, I bought it on the PC because it was cheap, and I've not played it yet because I have had my PC crash enough of late. Uh, I don't need, <laughs> oh, I, I need a new graphics crash. card, actually. But, yeah, I've played it to death anyway, so... Well, that, I, I think, actually, I will probably play it a lot more on PC because just the convenience. Yeah, yeah. Because I, I played a bunch of it on, on the Xbox, and really, you know, I, re- I really quite liked it. I still haven't played on the Xbox. Have you, have you, I bought it some time ago, quite some time ago. Still, still never. I assume on the PC. Well, the the problem I have with the Xbox is I've got Spelunky on the Xbox as well. So, so, so when I go on. into the game section, yeah. Spelunky's just there in front oh. of Fez. Should we sack this off and play some more Spelunky? <laughs> <laughs> so good. It's really good. I, I've never played it. I can't believe I hadn't played it multiplayer. I thought, oh, multiplayer, that was shit. But it's just really great, Spelunky. Multiplayer. Um... So yeah, Fez, any, anything else anyone played? I've not really been playing that much recently, actually. Really? Yeah. Have you, have, did no one else play Papers, Please? The, no, no. The game of brutal, it's like a, it's like this wonderfully brutal game where you, are, you're effectively a border guard in it, and um, people come through and you have to look at their papers and make sure that they're all in order, make sure they've got all the sort of correct tickets for that day. If there's any special rules, you've got to check that all the details they've said match up with the stuff that's on their documentation. Make sure that the uh, the, the, the passport's from the, the correct area. Um, and uh, if there are any discrepancies, you can interrogate them, and, you know, like, they can do x-rays, and it's, it's really good. It has the most wonderful presentation. It has this brilliantly sort of brutal... Um, uh, sort of Soviet block presentation. Like when you just start it, it has this this sort of thumping sort of um, uh, like I say, this sort of Russian music, and and the the logo sort of scrolls on a bit at a time, and it's just it's just wonderful because uh, effectively it's it's all about managing all this paperwork on your desk because you've got this little desk space and you put these little guidebooks and you have to pull them out and change pages on them, and when you notice a discrepancy, you have to go right. There's a discrepancy, and you click on one of the items and you like and then you click on the thing that's that's sort of incorrect like for instance it might be um they've they've supplied you with a ticket saying um uh saying uh, like the date of birth uh, uh might be uh, different to what they've said it is um or or how long they're staying for um and oh, it's just great it's it's effectively is kind of work but it, it, it sounds like a, a border office version of uh, Cart Life. I was thinking that, actually. Yeah, but I hated Cart Life. And <laughs> I really, really, really like Papers, Please. I think partly it's the aesthetic is beautiful. And although Cart Life had, you know, quite a nice look and really good music, 
everything in everything in uh, Papers Please just comes together, and it's just oh, it's just wonderful. It's just it's just such a it's such a clever a clever idea. I, I love it. I think um I, hopefully I think it's been greenlit. It's already been greenlit. Yeah, yeah. got so, played by Total Biscuit, so that was like a instant thing. Bastard. <laughs> what am I saying bastard for? I like it. <laughs> but um uh yeah, oh you, you've got to play it though. It's really it's, it yeah, looks it brilliant, and and it's just got it's just. Oh, just an <laughs> oppressive atmosphere, and oh, it's, it's just wonderful. And graphically, it's almost it, graphically, it almost looks like a Spectrum game in some ways. It's really, really low color, but really sort of beautifully, smoothly animated, and um, yeah, really, really good. Um, I would recommend that. Yeah. So, and it's still <laughs> being developed. So I assume there'll be even more exciting. Things. Is it just an open download now? Then yeah, yeah, yeah. you can just grab it off the you go on the Tig Source forum. Yeah, okay. just grab it. It's uh, it's really good. Cool. Um, the other thing that I played recently, the Broforce, which is a, uh, a, a, a platform shooter, which is basically crack for me because it's, um, it's, it's destructible terrain. It's got really big explosions, chain reacting all over the shop and lots of shooting yeah. uh, and lovely pixel art. And it came out, there's a new demo that came out in March, um, which uh, I don't think really got much sort of like um, publicity so I thought it was worth mentioning because it's a really really good shooter but the the gimmick is that um, it kind of forces you to change character every so often because when if you rescue someone you get uh, a new character and they play in a really quite often very very radically different method and normally when I play platforms I'll find my character I like and I'll play it the rest of it like in our type I would always choose one particular ship and I'll be like well that's the ship I'm playing as because that's the one I'm I'm happy with and it's nice that it forces you to change up things super crate boxy and yeah, it yeah. switches it up all the time and forces you to use a different playstyle. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But, uh, but just really, just enjoyably crunchy explosions, um, blood geezering everywhere. But you know, like cartoony blood. Um, and, uh, and, oh, the, the, the funny thing is that every single character you play as is an 80s action hero. Is the, the hook. So you start off as Stallone and then you might rescue, <laughs> you know, like the Terminator or Blade or, um, Chuck Norris or MacGyver. And like, like MacGyver's thing, he just throws dynamite. And uh, so you can just, like stick it to the roof, and then it will blow up, and the people will fall through and die and stuff. And it's just, just really, really good. I mean, you, you uh, see, I really want to play it. Unfortunately, it wouldn't download for me. Do you know, I, I tried downloading it at work, and it would freeze at thirteen megabytes um, every single time. Yeah. Weirdly. So, uh, well, I've got, it's in my Dropbox. I'll, I'll, I'll stick on a I'll stick on something for you because it's uh, it's great. Actually, um, I backed um, Rambros on Indiegogo, which is a similar kind of thing. So I was really looking forward to. I remember, I remember seeing that. Did that actually come to fruition, Rambros? Uh, no, it's it's on hiatus. See, that's that's the thing that, that kind of annoys me about indie games is just that people will they'll have something that looks amazing. Uh, and I don't, I don't go, mind uh, because he, he did send me all these other games for free. So, oh, okay. What were the games? Uh, you mix under the under, under the, the ocean. ocean and fistful of something gun. Is it? I have no idea. It's like a western top now. Oh, I think okay. it's called fistful of gun. I oh think. yes, no, I remember seeing that. That looked really, really lovely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. But yeah, but so so yeah, Broforce absolutely. Ah, oh, it's fucking crack for me. I I thought oh, I'll just play the demo, and I played through about fifty lemo, le, lemos levels of it. Um, but there's a I think there's a, a new uh, demo coming out soon, which will be you know bigger and ting. Well, if they're listening, tell them to sort out their download. Yeah, well, the web the, you can also play it on the web page, and that worked for me fine. No, that that also halted. At exactly the same place as the download. That is bizarre. So, <laughs> yeah. Must be something to do with South African servers. I think they're based in South Africa. So that is not racist. That is about infrastructure. <laughs> so that is allowed to say stuff. 
Um, speaking of new demos and stuff, I think Tower Climb. I, I chatted with the um, the chap who's writing Tower Climb. That have you played that? I don't. It rings a bell. Uh, it's oh. it's it's procedurally generated platform. Is it, right? is it like a um, pixel art? Yeah, yeah. It's, I it's think like, I did play it. It's like pixel art with loads and loads of shader effects. So it's exactly like looking at an old oh, game yeah. through rose tinted spectacles. <laughs> <laughs> so and but it's a randomly generated sort of. You've got to climb up this tower and um, oh, it's just, I think it's so atmospheric. The sound is brilliant. And um, uh, it, it it does feel a little unfair sometimes. It kind of gives you all these tools in order to get past the fact that the level generation can be a little bit shonky uh, and fuck you over. Um, but yeah, apparently it reckons in a couple of months there'll be a new demo of that out, which will include a, a, a few new features. That. No, no, no. It's uh, it's always been open beta. It was five dollars on Davio Ware's website. Um, and uh, yeah, and then, then there's going to be like a chapter two version which will come out sometime after the next demo which will have a whole bunch of new stuff but it's it's brilliant the animation is really really nice i think the fact that it's so so titchy means he's just drawn billions of frames of it so that you have these like these beetle larvae that sort of burst open and these bugs come out and it's just ah oh, it's, it's great and it's also got this thing that reminds me of um, Flashback, so that whenever uh, whenever you died in Flashback on the on the PS1 or the, or the PC, there was like a little FMV sequence of you dying, depending on what thing killed you. And in the same way, whenever you die in this, there's like a little sort of picture to, to indicate the thing that killed you, like, you know, being bitten in half by a beetle or being chopped in half by these weird sort of buzzsaw seeds that come out. It's great. but it, And it's just, it's just packed with little secret bits and bobs. So it's really, really good. Um, but yeah, uh, so now's a good time to invest because it's only five dollars or five pounds possibly. But either way, it's um, oh, it's fantastic. But yeah, so Dave Yeo Ware's website, well worth grabbing because there'll be a new version hopefully in a couple of months. Fingers crossed. He said that a couple of months ago, but he just confirmed that by email, so at most six months. <laughs> <laughs> um, also, actually, one thing I played uh, recently was the Hammer Watch demo from Tigsource. Um, which was profoundly disappointing because it looks beautiful. It looks like it yeah, has, I've seen the videos. But... It has a real sort of chaos engine aesthetic um, in that it's just beautiful sort of two-thirds view um, <coughs> um, sort of wander around gauntlet style gameplay except just so fucking How well. far into the development is it though? Well, far, far enough. I mean, you know, if they're putting out demos they've got to expect people to play them and go, fuck. Because it's just... It's it's weird. It's you know it shows some puzzly stuff in some of the footage, which looks all right. But the enemies are so boring. They just mm. they all just they see you and they path towards you, and then and then maybe some of them stop at a bit of a distance and shoot at you occasionally. And it's just really the combat doesn't feel good. It doesn't feel punchy at all. Like you know how like in Hotline Miami, the combat feels perfect. It's just it just. Just totally doesn't in this, um, but it looks beautiful. So hopefully, hopefully it'll get better and better. But at the moment, it's it's they can't be satisfied with those foundations. I would hope they can't be looking at it thinking there you are, that's solid. We've we've done that. Now we just need to stick content in there because it's just not good enough at the moment, in my humble opinion. Mm. But it looks nice. It looks beautiful. Yeah, yeah, really, really lovely. Um, and that's why that's what's sort of sucking me in. And it's been greenlit. So has it? Yeah, yeah, yeah apparently. Um, but I think it's at the moment it's a bit of an Empress New Clothes. Um, but then we get about two of those every month in the indie game scene. I find uh, stuff that everyone's like, "Woo!" and then it's like, mm, "Actually, no." Like what? Monaco. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> it's not that bad. Um, yeah. 
So um, there was something you wanted to mention about uh, Greenlight, actually, wasn't there? Again? Uh, oh yeah, yeah, Dungeon Dashers. Yeah, that's a it's a um, strategy game, right? Yeah, it's a, it's like a multiplayer dungeon crawler, um, and you all take on a different role. Um, I suppose very Monica-esque in that sense. Um, is it a riot of colour that is indistinguishable? <laughs> uh, no, actually, it's very lovely pixel art. Right. In fact, very very good pixel art. Yeah, I, I, I thought it was. I thought it was like purely like a Lords of Chaos laser squads type type thing. But you're saying it's a bit more sort of puzzly, actually. Um, the the bit I play, I played a, a fairly old alpha. Uh, I believe there's a, a new beta out, right? Um, which I haven't tried yet. But um, yeah, it was. Um, you had to use your different characters um, to do different aspects to get past different things because it's a, it's a designed levels it's not any oh right I, I was wondering about that because because that, that's what because there are loads of loads of um these turn-based strategy games they sort of seem to slap the levels together like like even final fantasy tactics the levels mean nothing in terms of the gameplay and then you go a game like um vandal hearts on the ps1 where it has the most perfectly designed levels they're small but they're absolutely designed to within an inch of their life but so it's, it's like that it's actually got proper yeah, levels. well, he seems to. He's been spending a lot of time on it, so uh, hopefully they'll be very tight. I think I'm probably gonna probably because it's a, it's paid beta, isn't it? Uh, yes, it is. Yeah. I'll probably yeah. actually grab and, that because and you can play it uh, online multiplayer as well. So oh, okay, that's cool. Is uh, so uh, is that co-op or or is that um, oh, yeah, against the actual? Yes. It's always against uh, the bad guys. Yeah. Okay, so you you can't control the enemies. Uh, <laughs> I believe not. No. Yeah. God, I'm putting on the spot here. <laughs> You should have fucking researched in, this. In the version I played, you couldn't. Okay, that that's good enough. Yeah. <laughs> no, that, that sounds really good. Has yeah. uh, anyone anything else? Because I, um, oh, I was going to mention. Oh, Infinite Space Three got greenlit. If anyone's interested about that, not greenlit. Um, got what's the word? Where kickstarted? Kickstarted. There we are. The other thing that where you ask for money, uh, as opposed to love. That's it. One you ask for money. One you ask for love. Um, and that's that. That's interesting because that's weird. I love Weird Worlds: Return to Infinite Space, and but this they've made it 3D, which is, looks a bit unnecessary, and and unfortunately, very very sadly, the the artist who really was responsible for the the brilliant look of Weird Worlds passed away, so it's got a new artist. Um, so it's um yeah, I don't know about that, but that's like a, it's it's effectively like Elite if you could complete Elite in three minutes. That's yeah, will it play was. the same? I believe so. Yeah, I think I think. They're ho- hoping for more variety because the thing I, I love Weird Worlds, but once you've played it about two dozen times, you've seen everything. So as long as this has got way more content in it, it could be really, really cool. But I, I just I don't know what the 3D is going to add to it at all. It's just it seems kind of like oh well, we have to be 3D because everything's 3D, um, and and you know I don't I don't understand that decision uh, unless they just couldn't find a 2D artist that could you know do stuff that replicated the old look. But uh, but yeah, that's been uh, that's been uh, kickstarted because they only ask for like three pounds. I think it was, I think like thirty thousand, which uh, again, which again is nothing. It seems ridiculous because once you take your Kickstarter fees out of it, what's that going to pay for? That's going to pay for what three months for yeah, two and, people, and you've got to pay for your perks as well. The exactly, that's it. Um, I mean, mind you, a lot of them. The, I think the the sensible people just do you know digital downloads of soundtracks and shit like that. Get your name in the credits. Stuff that isn't actually going to cost but, them. But uh, still, thing. bandwidth isn't cheap. I, I wouldn't know because I stick this podcast on your bandwidth. <laughs> like anyone downloads it. Uh, <laughs> uh, but, but but yeah, so bandwidth isn't cheap. Well, how much is it actually? I'm curious. I mean, what sort of what sort of <clears throat> cost do you get? You have you have un- unlimited bandwidth, don't you? 
Uh, yes. Right. Um, and that costs what sort of figure? Not to ask you precise amounts. Uh, well, now I've said it's not cheap, I actually get it very cheap. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I get it as part of a package with something else. So. Oh, okay. So there you are. So all of your reasoning goes <laughs> out of the window. Because it's not just yes, you that can get most it cheap. People. <laughs> for most people. For the poor plebs. <laughs> Okay, well, well, anyway, so I, th- I think, uh, yeah, if they've gone with all that digital, digital doesn't cost us anything stuff. Oh, and uh, oh, the Divine Divinity game, that got greenlit as well. Not greenlit, fuck, shit, cut, kickstarted, I was happy to see. <laughs> Div- uh, Divinity Original Sin, which looks fucking amazing, because Divine Divinity is the best PC RPG I've ever played. So, I, I don't know if it's indie or not, but I don't care, I'm going to mention it, because it looks really, really good. <laughs> Well, we'll let you off. <laughs> Cheers. But that's, again, that's turn-based strategy as well. But it just, with loads, you can interact with just shit tons of it. It looks brilliant. Can't wait. Uh, right, uh, anything else? I don't uh, think so. Is that it? Right, well, uh, we'll call it, call it a day. Uh, yeah. If anyone's got any games they want us to play and they aren't shit, um, we'll, we'll give it a go. Yeah? Well, as we've proved in this one, we would play shit games as well. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Candy Box. It's fucking brilliant. And she's I awful. won't play Candy it's Box, awful. thanks. We're going to make you... We're going to hold you down. <laughs> Look, no more sausages unless Aww. you play Candy Box. Yeah. I'll go home and and <laughs> buy some sausages on the way back. Good luck. I oh, know, it's Sunday. It won't be as... Yeah. <laughs> and it won't be Riverside Food sausages. Riverside Food. Mmm. 